Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. This is probably one of the biggest things that um, can be a crowbar when it comes to relationships is uh, people who don't explore their love patterns, and we'll get into what they are, um, you're, you're going to love with your past. You're going to continue to show up in a way that may be unhealthy, that may be destructive, that may be um, toxic, you know, and it doesn't have to be obvious like, uh, you know, abuse or character assassination or stonewalling. I mean, they could be subtle, you know, and it's usually the subtle things because they go under the radar that end up um, collapsing relationships over time, right? So today we're going to talk about um, a few things. One, what activates you? And then we're going to talk about how you resolve conflict, right? How do you fight without fighting? And then we're going to talk about how you lose yourself in a relationship. And then finally, I want to end with are you holding or are you grabbing in your relationship? Okay, number one, what activates you? I know the word trigger is used a lot these days. Um, I don't like it because I don't think people use it in an accurate way. Uh, but activation, I, I, I think, is more accurate, right? So in your relationship or in your relationships, if you want to look at your past relationships as well, what is the pattern of activation? You know, when when you feel resistance, when you feel um, like you're like like running or numbing or, you know, any kind of anxiety in your relationship, what activates it? This is really important because if you want to own your own peace, you have to know what activates you. And then you got to follow that thread down. So, as you know, I share a lot of my personal story and. One of the things that activates me or, or used to have been working on this is um, defensiveness, right? And, and of course, defensiveness is going to activate <laughs> a lot of people. But um, when someone is defensive or, or has been in my relationship, of course, I try to defend as well. I hold up the shield. And then we have two people, you know, just at war. And so when I realize that I'm being activated by someone's defensiveness, uh, I try to turn my dial to curiosity instead of fighting, and I get curious about why they're defensive. So the knee jerk may be to accuse, but instead of accusing, I will um, take the the road less traveled in my in my relationships, and uh, and be curious about where the defensiveness is coming from. And this is how you you know resolve the problem. You know, and, and it could be done through conversation. It could be done through, you know, hey, I know you're being defensive a little bit. Um, I wonder where that's com coming from. What am I doing? Always bring it back to you to make you defensive. You know, I don't want this to be an argument. So what activates you? Anger activates me. Um, and anger activates me because I used to be angry, hence uh, the angry therapist. And so uh, when someone is angry with me, I get activated very fast. So being aware of that and not falling into that trap. I know that I can get pouty and feel needy if I'm not getting uh, 
sex and intimacy in the way that I define it. So that can be activating, right? And so being aware of my behavior uh, when I don't feel like I'm um, desired, right? When I don't feel like someone is loving me in the way that I think they should. And of course, that's a trap because um, we'll get into this later, but now you're, you're kind of subtly controlling and grabbing instead of holding the person, right? So ask yourself what activates you in relationships and then try to follow that thread down. Why does that activate you? It, 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 it always comes back to our story, you know, what happened and why and how that wires us, um, our definitions, our lenses. So what activates you generally? And we're looking for patterns. We're not talking about one time, but this is a pattern that I notice happens often. And this activates me. Why does that activate me? And then finally, what can you do? What can you do um, to be aware of that activation? And you could feel it in your body. It's not a logical thing. You know, you feel yourself getting angry or defensive or jealous or whatever that, that is. And then how can you work through that? And part of working through this uh, doesn't have to be done alone. You could express to your partner hey, this is what I'm struggling with, this is what's coming up, and this actually produces relationship glue. This is going to make your partner feel included. Um, You don't have to do this alone. That being said, you're not blaming your partner, right? There's a difference between letting your partner what's going on with your inner journey and uh, blaming your partner. Okay, how do you resolve conflict? This is a big one. I talk a lot about how to fight without fighting. Uh, We're going to fight it's inevitable. Fighting is not a bad thing. Conflict is going to happen. It's uh, not about how many times you fight. It's about how you fight, right? So how, how do you resolve conflict? One, uh, and, and this is something that I talk about a lot, try to understand before trying to be understood. This definitely makes the soil neutral and rich for conversation and growing together. Most of my life, I've been in conflict trying to get the person to understand me. While they're explaining, I'm not even listening. I'm thinking of a defense. And if that sounds like you, you have to reverse. You have to try to understand before trying to be understood. Um, and, and also with conflict, it's not – you, you got to try to go deeper because it's never about what we think it's about, right? It's like that whole uh, – was it from that movie? Um, I think it's called The Breakup, where Jennifer Aniston's like, it's, I don't, it's not about the dishes. I want you to, it's not that I want you to do the dishes. I want you to want to do the dishes. What's happening underneath? Why are people being hurt? So when you're in conflict, don't just argue about what's on the surface because then you're just going in circles. Try to dig from a curious place what is happening underneath? What is it that my partner really uh, wants? Is my partner hurt? You know, uh, where is the wound? So really kind of um, investigating and exploring. And those fights or that kind of conflict actually gets people to understand each other better, you know. And it actually, at the end of those fights, um, people are closer. So as far as resolving conflict, there should be rules. Um, Number one, do not assassinate anyone's character on both sides. That's not fair. Um, Come in with curiosity and kindness. 
always. I don't care how angry you are. Go take a breath. Um, don't come into a conflict until you're able to do that. Because if you come into conflict, emotional, enraging, uh, I mean, the, the chances of that conflict being resolved is very slim. So you got to come into things calm, you know. Uh, yes, you can express yourself and you don't have to be a robot, but uh, come into it with curiosity and kindness and try to understand before trying to be understood. This doesn't mean to mute yourself. You will have your turn. You will express, you know, how someone hurt you or, you know, what you're, what you're having a, a, a problems with. Um, but we're not going into things pointing fingers, right? We're trying to go into things holding hands. One could argue, well, I'm not going to do it unless she does it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it unless my partner does it. And... Um, You've already you you've already set yourself up for um, conflict that won't be productive. So uh, lead by example, and I know it's hard. You know, I uh, I have a big ego. I want to be right. It's really hard for me to be like, okay, I'm gonna go first. Uh, but if you if you say that I'm not gonna do it un unless my partner does, that's not resolving conflict in a, in a in a healthy way. That's not. Uh, it's not going to help, you know. The goal is for both of you to say, um, "This is not about who goes first. This is how I want to lead by example, and this is how I'm, I'm going to, you know, resolve conflict." Uh, the rules they should be discussed. You know, if you are in a relationship where the fights are explosive and people are throwing chairs and assassinating character, you you should say, "Hey, listen, I don't like the way we fight, and um, let's let's." Let's not do these things anymore and let's make a promise to not do these things because they're not getting us anywhere, right? Use the word us. Don't say you. <laughs> okay, the next question is, how do you lose yourself in a relationship? And again, this can be subtle. It doesn't mean that you lose your life. It doesn't mean there's, that there's so much codependency that you can't survive without your partner or function. I mean, those are obvious, but how do you lose yourself in relationships? You know, maybe it's very subtle. Also, it could happen over time. You know, you start to put less effort. This is very common. Put less effort into social um, hangs, you know, especially if you're an introvert like me, and they become less important. And then you would rather, I mean, understandably, right? You'd rather just kind of like do nothing with your partner than go out. Um, you get lazy. You just put less effort. And, and that's an example, a very common example of slowly losing self. Um, maybe in your relationships, you kind of mute yourself. Um, maybe in the bedroom, you don't express what you really want or how you want to be touched. And maybe you minimize that. And over, you know, three, four years, you wake up and you have a lot of anger because um, you realize that you're pleasing your partner more than you asking to be pleased, right? You're not, you're not um, asking for your needs. You are um, busy fulfilling your partner's needs. And again, this can happen, you know, over time, over a long stretch of time. So how do you lose yourself in your relationship? And then the action piece is um, how do you plug that leak? How do you stop losing yourself? And how do you do it in a way where it's not aggressive, right? But um, you're communicating 
and 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 you're not communicating like here's how shit's gonna go down now. You're saying here's what I notice. Um, this is happening in me. Here's what I would like. You know, for example, hey, I notice that uh, I'm not spending a lot of time with uh, friends, and um, I need that in my life. And I'm realizing that we spend a lot of time together, and I love spending time with you, but. Um, I don't have any more friends, and I need I need that to be a part of my life. I used to love that part of my life, and so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try to, um, I don't know, Thursday nights. I'm gonna actually go out with, you know, whoever, and um, let your partner know, right? And then if your partner's supportive, hopefully they are. Uh, yeah, sure. How can I support you? You know, hopefully your partner is not like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not going anywhere. That uh, that would be kind of a red flag. So how do you lose yourself in your relationships? You know, relationships are about um, two people with their own lives, uh, complete people coming together, holding hands to do life together. It's not about finding someone and then losing your life, right? And this happens often. So for me, I know what I need in my life um, so I don't lose myself slash life. I need, um, I need my fitness, I need my uh, motorcycle time. <laughs> I need uh, my creative space. I'm an introvert, so I need to be left alone so I could uh, play with my Legos, right? Um, I need friendships, uh, probably less than my partner, Vanessa, who's, who's more of an extrovert. Um, I, need my, I need my coffee. I need my, you know, there are things that, that, that I really need that I get joy out, out of life. And um, there are things that if I let leak and and it's my responsibility not my partner's then i become grayed out and miserable right and then that's what i'm bringing to the table in the relationship so ask yourself what you need um i also kind of you know i also need to be heard i also need to be um i also need to feel desired i also need to um and real quick about needs uh yes at the end of the day we are responsible uh, to feel to fulfill our own needs right it's like that saying that um you you pour your own cup is that maybe it's not i don't know something you, you <laughs> something with pouring in a teacup and, and and something but um um but you know what i'm talking about right you fulfill your own needs right you're not depending on your partner to make you feel valuable or worthy you know that being said you're in a relationship and of course you should get you should feel desired you should feel heard you should feel understand understood you should feel safe right um those are all I me mean, or else what's the point why are you doing life with someone right so that should be happening both ways and so i mean are they needs i i think they are um I, here, here's the difference i i think the needs that you that we have that um hang our, on our own self-worth our, our needs that, yes, we should fulfill ourselves, right? It's your responsibility um, to work on your security, insecurities, to work on your career, your passion, your drive, you know, your definition of self, your, your worthiness, right? Those are, those are your, your responsibilities. Of course, you want your partner to support you and help you in that. That's not on your partner. But at the same time, you also do have needs, some basic needs like Feeling safe in a relationship is a need, and your partner is going to be a huge contributor to that, right? If your partner is yelling at you and doesn't make you feel safe and is constantly lying, 
that is a need that you can't meet yourself. And so ask you ask yourself what your um, what your needs are, so you don't lose yourself in the relationship. And are those needs fair? Are are some of those needs uh, needs that you're putting on your partner that you should take responsibility for? And finally, I want to end with this. Are you holding or grabbing your relationship? Um, I love simplicity. I um, I don't like complicated. I don't like because then nothing happens, right? No change happens. And what I love about this, uh, and I'm a very visual person, so what I see is when you try to feed a bird. In New York, uh, I was in New York um, last spring. Was it spring? No, fall. I was I was in New York in the fall. Um, best time to be in New York. It's so beautiful in New York in the fall. And uh, my daughter and I were feeding pigeons, right? I buy a little loaf of bread, and, and it was the first time she was doing that. And, of course, she's three, so she's running at the pigeons with, with bread, and they're all running away. And she's not even able to feed them, and she's getting frustrated. And I said, listen, come here. Sit on the bench. Let's um, put the bread in your hand. And let's, uh, you know, cut them into little pieces and just hold your hand out. And of course, you know, within three minutes, 50, 60 pigeons were coming toward us because our hands were open with food. We were not chasing the pigeons. And I'm sharing this because this is what holding looks like. Grabbing is chasing, running at someone (laughs) And when you grab, um, they leave. They fly. What does it look like in your relationship to hold instead of grab? And it could again, it could be subtle. So any kind of controlling behavior is grabbing. Any form of kind of um, possession, right? Toxic, jealous behavior is grabbing. Any shoulds, you should do this. Right, any kind of um, putting your blueprint of love and what things should look like on your partner can be grabbing. Now, of course, there should be some overlap, right? I mean, you guys love each other, and so there has to be some, you know, there has to be common, um, there has to be overlap in your what's important to you as far as what love looks like. What does it look like to hold your partner? It means to create a safe space. It means to accept, accept your partner, where she is in her life, what she's going through. Um, it means to observe and watch and be curious, right? It doesn't mean to check out or disengage, but like sometimes we have to see our partner through a snow globe, and sometimes that's what they need, you know? Um, this is a generalization, but you know this one, how men try to fix instead of just be there. So that would be grabbing, trying to fix someone or their situation because it gives you a cape. And by doing so, the person feels um, unheard, unseen, right? Possibly controlled. So what does it look like to hold your partner? And are you doing that? What does it look like to hold this relationship instead of grabbing it? And and are you doing that? You know, one of my patterns 
um, has been to pout if I'm not getting sex as often as I like, sex slash intimacy. And yes, I need someone else to be intimate. I mean, I could take care of myself too, of course, but um, that's not why I signed up for a relationship. I, I want to be intimate and make love with <laughs> to my partner. Um, but but I, I have to think about at what point is that, you know, a need and sexual expression, connection, and at what point is that grabbing, right? And so if I'm putting pressure on my partner, and I know this is a, a pattern going back to um, knowing your love, your love patterns, at what point am I grabbing? At what point is the pressure now not safe and holding, but I'm running now at my partner, like my daughter was running at the pigeons? And of course, um, that doesn't turn anyone on. You know, pressure, <laughs> the pressure for you to do something to someone is not going to encourage you to, to do it. So that's something that, you know, I, I, I struggle with and I have to, to ask myself, am I grabbing, am I holding? And if and if I'm grabbing, what can I do in behavior? How can I self-soothe or whatever it looks like to start holding instead of grabbing? And of course, the action of me holding is going to produce... Um, my partner coming closer to me, right, which is going to produce more intimacy, sex, you know, the things that I that I want. Um, and if I don't change that, it's it's I'm definitely not getting more of it. I'm getting less of it because I'm now running at. I am grabbing, putting pressure, and it's uh, making the other person go the other way. So just that's one example. Um, but what in your relationship are are or how in your relationship are you grabbing instead of holding? What does it look like to hold? Okay, before we go, quick review. What activates you? Why? Is it a pattern? How do you resolve conflict? And, you know, when, when we think about resolving conflict, we, we instantly think about uh, our partner, what they're doing wrong, how they come at us. Um, just focus on yourself. Focus on yourself. How do you resolve conflict? What can you change about how you go into conflict? How do you lose yourself in relationships? How can you stop to lose yourself in relationships? Are you holding or are you grabbing in your relationship? What does it look like to hold instead of grab? Mm-hmm.